Well, Orange Crush, that was a um, that was a hard day, but welcome to your most your new special guested edition of Never Surrender with the Squinners. My name is Needles, just Needles this time around. I'm joined by Dr. Nangs. We were going to be here in going to be here in Noosa, but we're actually here on the Central Coast near Gosford. Um, shout out to Bubs for. Short shorts being called the Gosfords. If you want to find out, find us on the Twitter why that what it is. But also, um, probably maybe his one and only injection on the pod today or pod this year. Perhaps if he comes back, it's Gibbo. G'day, Gibbo. How are you, mate? Look, it's an absolute delight to be here. So uh, thanks for the invite. And I'm just going to make, if this is it, if this actually is the one and only I'm trying, I'm going to red hot go make it the most of it. So thanks for the invite. You're very, it's happy to have you here I'm, look, I'm, we're just going to quickly go through the um the administration uh, the squinters www.thesquinters.com and we also do lots of tweets and twits now and then that's where you can find us if you want to email argue with us provide an opinion give us some content it's never surrender pod at gmail.com uh, i'm gonna ask dr nangs for a quick comment because we did watch Brisbane and West Coast. I'm going to get him to set the scene, but then we're going to go and give a fair bit of time. We don't want to talk too much about today. We're going to spend most of the pod talking about the great game of West Coast last week. Um, uh, Dr. Nangs, happy to have you here. How's Noosa going for you at the moment here in Gosford? Yeah, well, look, what a, what a disaster that's been. Uh, unfortunately, long-term listeners would know we were down in Melbourne uh, last week, uh, which then put us out of any uh, uh, travelling up north to Noosa, um, tragically. So we had some quick uh, administration, got everything sorted and, and come up here to the lovely central coast and I'm, I'm glad they've had us. A bit like um, Anastasia Palaszczuk did us in, very similar to how she did in uh, uh, the Tangerine Dream, uh, by only letting them come in uh, on the day of uh, the day of the game. And today. Which is, which is today. And I have to say, looking at how they started the first quarter, Needles, I really think that did... Um, affect things greatly I think it probably did to, it did change both the complexion of the game and, and how it started and I think the boys did suffer from that I, I thought your thoughts were on that one yeah. no Brisbane were cheating I think it was institutionalised cheating I think it was gov- state of Queensland cheating yeah, governmentally enforced cheating um, and you've got to get it wherever you can you know um, the umpires have been against us uh, for a while and, and it's good to see that Anastasia's doing her bit um, to see the boys get up but look I think we could have talked Earlier, and there's been a bit of chat through the pod that you know the next kind of five games that GWS has. There's uh, certainly probably four, three or four very good chances, uh, but I think we all kind of chalk this down as one that they were probably going to struggle with from the start. Um, and I think that kind of showed uh, throughout a fair few kind of areas of the game. Um, I think they're always going to be underpowered in the backs with Sam Taylor uh, being out for injury. I think that showed with. You know, Eric Hipwood, uh, Danaher and McStay, who's just come back from injury, having really strong games. I think they struggled to kind of man up with that tall timber. Um, and this is a really long brief word, but keep going. We'll come back to it. And then a few... Well, I thought we were going to uh, <laughs> dissect it. But no, then a few you know, issues. I think I think Sam Reid on Charlie Cameron was probably a, a poorly performed, uh, poorly thought out move. Um, I think Charlie Cameron made him look a bit silly. But look... Um, there weren't a hell of a lot of uh, a hell of a lot of good things to take out of it. I thought uh, needles, but uh, 
you know, it was a dominant performance by the mighty Brisbane, uh, the Brisbane boys. Sorry, nodded off there for a moment. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Sparrow because he's a big fan of drinking whiskey on the pod and we did manage to get a little whiskey on the pod to drink with our pod. Uh, Jamison's, it's an Irish drop. Filled with crushed ice from the new fridge. It's really, really good. Uh, looking as we are for a, for a name brand sponsor. We'd like to say this Jamison's is going down very nicely. Very nicely indeed. It's a delicious wee dram. Right, Gibbo. Pleasure to have you on the pod. Can you give us your footballing origin story? How did you come to support the Giants? I actually didn't come to support the Giants. I, look... I, th- I think there's certainly in my list of favourite teams, and it's simply because I back um, I back the the people here. They're very, sort of very dear and near to me, and uh, if they support the Giants, I support the Giants. It's just a, it's a bit like that. It's a like um, you know backing those people who you have a lot of uh, admiration for. And Needles is just one of my favourite people in the whole world. And if he's going for the Giants, he must be onto something. Plus, I'm a Sydney person. I think um, and the Sydney pe- person. Now we're going to get to your football origin story. Yes, yeah, in person now, but the people of Western Sydney are some of the finest people you meet anywhere, any any time. I mean, and to think that they've gone through the floods and all of that absolute tragedy, and they're, and they've still got a football team that has almost got its head above water. Uh, you, you've got to admire it. You've got to admire the courage. You've got to admire the spirit. And I think the the, the Giants just encompass that whole Western Sydney. We've done it tough. It's not easy. You know, the Eastern Suburbs. Are pack of bloody wankers they're the real people they're the real people it's a real team it 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 it's it gives it's not a confection it's not created it's a real it's a real fan base it fucking was created it was created by the afl i think the city big city uh other cities have got two teams we'll put two teams in sydney we'll put one of them out west works a treat works a treat um rugby union's gone the western sydney wanderers not doing much why not put gws in and Israel Folau was an absolute masterstroke. <laughs> absolute right. masterstroke. And I mean, we, there's another, um, she may never appear on the pod, but someone we know was Jay Doves, who I don't think she listens to the pod, but if she does, just this once, and you had a choice between Giants and St Kilda, you choose... St Kilda. <laughs> oh, right, interesting. Okay, footballing origin story. As, as far as I'm aware, we've talked a bit over this over the weekend, you are not... You, you didn't actually play Aussie rules. You've come from the Riverina. I did you, play you, you were sort of the master of the, the dying swan, drop, punt. You know, that's sort of your style. Arms thrown wide, ball falling from eye height down onto your foot. The tumble. Yeah, look, it's easy to criticise. It's easy to criticise from afar. But I'd like to think that in terms of football gen, you know, dynasties that this uh, round table represents at the moment, I am the progenitor. I did play Australian rules. I come from down in Adnelliquin. I played for Blighty Primary. Um, I, I gave it my all. I, I got into a... I once was in the Riverina Possibles versus Probables. I was in the Possibles. I thought, if this, if, if this day goes well, I'll get into the, prob- in the Probables. Didn't, of course. That was it. But, you know, I played up until, up until the end of primary school. Uh, I had a relatively... I think promising is probably overstating it. Possibles. Possible, uh, yeah, but I, I played the game. I played the game. And you mentioned that you know, you're down from near Denny, um, but you're not a Denny Rams man and you're not a Denny Rovers man. You are a... Bloody's Red Eye. Bloody Red Eye, Pecola League. Um, the, the, look, farming is, is the backbone of Australia and the, and 
the blighty red eyes were basic made of farming stock and you know they were a team born of the land born of the land and they gave it everything and back in the days when you know a couple of darbs at three quarter time would just give you that extra bit of lung capacity to go through this was the team you would follow they were astounding they were amazing G- give me your because you've told about it you know once or a hundred times over sort of lamb chops yeah. you come to jesus moment for football football in general because you're a supporter of geelong thank you very much i was, was trying to work out exactly how that question was are you playing a supporter of geelong it's a family thing um and also that part of the murray river tends to sort of go to Geelong but Tom Hawkins Tom Hawkins my mother was very good friends with Tom Hawkins grandmother one went south to Spring Hill Spring Hill is a beautiful farm just out of Finlay that's Hawkins territory dad then you know we I was went down to Condinia Park in 1963 um is it it possibly too early to say that given Tom Hawkins was born 25 years later that maybe that uh, (laughs) suggesting that he was a big part of your love of Geelong from 1963 uh, is is a bit of a stretch, or we, we won't talk about his aunt at retreat. But anyway, um, no, I'm just saying. But that's the sort of lineage I come from. But yeah, 1963, Cadinia Park, and I don't care what they call it. It's Cadinia Park. We don't. We, if it's cats, it's Cadinia Park. We don't change their name because someone wants to sponsor them. Cadinia Park, 1963, probably about centre half forward. Um, they won the game. Oh, who knows? But. I, I can still vividly recall thrown from the boundary umpire, Polly Farmer, clicks it across. Billy Goggin does a stab pass, which is sadly no longer um, out there these days. Stab pass, it was wonderful to watch. I thought, this is the team to watch. Went on to win. I the thought flag. I was, that year they won the flag. Bob they, Davis. They won the flag, and I thought, this is, this is an absolute winner. And then well, that's actually a really good talking point, uh, Polly Farmer. We, this is Indigenous Round. We've got a couple of rounds of Indigenous Round. Up there in your top one, two, three, four best Indigenous players ever seen? Favourite Indigenous players? I mean, it, it's Polly Farmer, Daylight. Um, Michael Long was good. That young chappie I saw today playing, Charlie? Ch- Chuck? Cameron? Charlie he's, Cameron. He, Charlie Cameron, he's good. He's used but to in the end, it's got to be Nicky Wimmer. Anyone who can point to their own chest and, and start a movement is a person after my own heart. Testify. Uh, and, I mean, we all know the answer to this, but uh, Dr Nang's your favourite Indigenous player by the size of the MCG. Darrell White. Why? Darryl, uh, well, look, I think he just envisions everything I liked as a footballer personally. Uh, and the fact that he happened to be Indigenous kind of came, you know, uh, on behind that. He was uh, uh, the most kind of languid, relaxed uh capable, individually talented footballer, I think, uh, we saw play. He was a forward, back. Uh, ruck. Ruck. It was a pinch ruckman. Um, he, he was, you know, he just kind of went through the game playing fiercely determined, but looking like he never really, you know, uh, cared two hoots. And I just, I love that about him. And he was an incredibly decorated player. He he won three uh, three premierships. He was named at fullback of the Indigenous team of the century. Is that right? Uh, he was, yeah. Uh, played 280-odd games and ended up um, playing until he was kind of 44, 45 in the Central Central League of, uh, of of Australia. And his son's actually gone on, played college basketball in the US and plays currently for the, for the New Zealand Breakers uh, in the NBL. So... 
Very talented guy. Um, and look, you know, really, if I had to be brutally honest, I think he's the kind of guy who encapsulated my way of playing. And so, you know, one, one anthropomorphizes football players in, in uh, view of yourself. And I think that's basically what I kind of saw in him. I mean, you say that. And for a long time, my very favourite Indigenous player was Aaron Flash Davy, mm. who didn't anthropomorph- anthropomorphise my way of playing football whatsoever. Uh, Aaron Flash Davy was uh, excellent. When I'm thinking about this, you know, there have been some Jets who have played football. There are some people who... Br- I am. The other one that I have to say for a brief... A mercurial is a much overused term when it comes to our Indigenous brethren, but... Uh, Liam Jarrah, uh, yeah, who had a story. brief but amazing career with Melbourne. Um, only played about 30 games, kicked about 80 goals, won a mark of the year, should have won a few goals of the year, and then just disappeared as quickly as he came on. English was his third language. Uh, it was his third language, um, but actually, ended up, you know, had a had a pretty sketchy and quite depressing post AFL uh, life experience, which is, um, you know. Uh, always will kind of sour the note somewhat when it comes to his uh, his playing career. Right, well, getting back to Chevy. Aaron Flash Davey, Flash but um, there are a few, because uh, the way that he used to run down people and he, he invented forward pressure as far as I'm concerned, which has nothing to do, I just love watching him run. Um, uh, a lot of blokes in Sydney Swans, Mickey O'Loughlin. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably going to land on goods. I mean, if it's not goods, Lance Franklin, Lance Franklin, Lance Franklin, um, a quick, I only sort of realised this listening to another podcast, um, uh, the brother of Gilbert McAdam, Adrian McAdam, mm. who played one season for North and 10 games and kicked 70 goals and sort of 10-9-8 in his first three games or something like that. He had an unbelievable season in 1993, he's playing as a small forward. Um, I would have loved to have probably watched him. Nicky Winmar, absolute superstar. We've played cricket. With Wanganines, Wanganine. yeah, but I didn't like. Did I had nothing doing for the Essendon Ganine and the Port Adelaide Ganine because they were just never in teams that I enjoyed. Uh, Lance Franklin is one of the most phenomenal footballers I've ever watched play. Although Gavin Wanganine did give my wife a young Victorian Sports Person of the Year award when she was twelve, so I suppose there's somewhat of a link there. That, that's Mrs. Doctor Nags. Well, Ms. Ms. <laughs> Ms. Doctor Nags. Um, Curtly Hampton for the Giants. He was playing with them early doors. Oh, Love Curtly Hampton. Went on to Adelaide. Went on to Adelaide. Nathan Wilson. Um, obviously, Bobby Hill is he's so close to being outstanding. The work he's done with the Indigenous Jumper and Bobby's journey is brilliant. Pastor Nichols, he was good. Yes, he was. Didn't see him play. Sid Jackson in the 70s, he was good on I Sensational 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unreal. Um, there's someone else that I really wanted to mention who are just... Oh, yeah. Scotty Chisholm for the Fremantle Dockers. Scotty Chisholm, the Flash. What a champion. Oh. Uh, he uh, was absolute outstanding football. Oh, my goodness. But my, he could. Oh, and Winston Abraham. He was there early doors in that Byron early. Byron Pickett. Early Fremantle. Byron yeah, Pickett Byron broke Pickett. down, broke rules. You know, everyone, you know, oh, yeah, Indigenous players, they don't, they're not hard, they don't oh, care. And he was the hardest man in football. Absolutely hard. So, you know, this is Indigenous round. This is brilliant. Um, and I you hope know, they get bigger and better. But. The more players who electrify the game like some of those guys can, the better our game is. Um, all right. Well, let's briefly gloss over what happened today. I mean, I, for once, I was able to watch this mainly because the game was gone by probably the three-minute mark of the first quarter. I was, I was timing this. You'll find out um, that, as far as I can tell, 
Lions had scored 24 points by the time before the Giants got it into their forward half. And we didn't even get it into the forward 50 until with seven minutes to go in the last quarter. So, I mean, it was a pretty epic hammering. You're coming at it, Gibbo, from a fairly objective position. Mm. Your early, long, multitude thoughts, if you you weren't 40 blot after sort of the first quarter, uh, it was a reasonably even game, but reasonably better. Yeah, but it's down to Scott Morrison. If this is straight down to Scott Morrison, if we had a... Controversial. If we had a decent vaccination program... In oh, yeah. nice. This, right, is, the, we this is the Brisbane cheating. Yeah, we were promised one. There we a disc, you know. And had that been the the, uh, the GWS Giants, they would have been in Brisbane like oh, probably Wednesday, practicing their heart out, nice and relaxed, comfortable. Uh, like basically, the first time they even saw Brisbane is when they walked down onto the oval. Pretty true. Right, they straight off the plane onto the oval. This is green. We got to do something. Kick the football around. Play. Flake blows the whistle, and they're on. Right, they hadn't even picked up their luggage. They hadn't. Their right. warm-up was the first yeah. quarter. Had everybody been vaccinated, this would have been fine. So this is this is what happens when people don't listen to medical advice. It's classic. So Dr Nang might have more to say because he's a bloody medical person. But um, And I just think there was that little bit of shell shock and probably they're just a bit pissed off. Right? Why wasn't this played somewhere neutral like Tukli? Right? Halfway between Sydney... Brisbane, Tookley. I've had a look around. They don't necessarily seem to be the facilities. It's not about facilities. It's about fairness. <laughs> right. right? Well, uh, they could have just played the game on Sunday. Yeah, but the thing about Tookley, it'd be very similar to the Sydney Cricket Ground tonight. There'd be absolutely no one interested in Australian rules to watch it. And so it'd be totally fair. Because right? not, only, not only did we, uh, you know, at the Gabba... Poor old Western, we couldn't get the GWS supporters there either. And that was probably due to lack of vaccinations. I don't know. I don't know much about anything, but I could have been. About the football? Oh, I think, look, there's two points um, that I'd like to make. Basically, Brisbane were too good, too fast, uh, too prepared, made too many tackles, too many um, inside 50s effectively. And uh, it, it was just sort of... I was disappointed for you. I know how much you were hurting. Um... But you, could, you look at Brisbane, you think maybe they are the real deal this year. Could this be, uh, could this be when they actually go right through? So they look well set. They were crisp. They were crisp. And, and, and I was just you know, watching the Suns then, both of them from north of water, tried exactly the same stuff, just didn't come off. Brisbane, the hand passes were sort of direct to the person. They didn't have to reach up, reach down. They were on the chest. The, the football, you know, they kicked us straight. They marked with confidence. They they look good. And, you know, as a Geelong supporter, I mean, thank God we beat them and, and they deserved getting beaten. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think they're worth worrying about. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got them in the final a couple of years ago, but that they did look like they were a very decent football team. They don't have many injuries. Mitch, what's his fucking name? Robinson. Mitch Robinson, 30 touches, four goals, a 100 tackles, he was everywhere. He got the three points. He played an amazing game of football on the wing. Um, and you know, Bubs, Bubs mentioned we we did have an undersized back line who are all sort of my height, and I'm about just over six foot. They're all probably Bubs's height, and he's just under six foot. Um, 
an undersized backline playing against a very tall mm. backline. Your Danaher, your McStay, and your Hitwoods. Like they had good kicks and good people to kick it to. Um, and ten of our first team was right, and we got stiffed by the Queensland government and the and the umpires. Not that we're looking for excuses. No, no, but, but there could be reasons. Yeah, no, the umpires, because there was one decision that didn't go our way, and I was very angry about was, that. Yeah, and that was, yeah. It was outrageous, whichever one that one that was, was that shot, one. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Nangs, you've, you've given us a bit of a, a quick review. You'll see you, you've get, got the stats out in front of you. What was the, I mean, look, I just want to say, I noticed that you were talking about us and a we and as part of the squidders, and I appreciate that, but I do know there's a latent lion supporter underneath the orange tan that you wear, and you were whooping it up fairly, <laughs> fairly strong for during some of the game. Um, you must be feeling, the other half of your brain must be feeling fairly bullish. Oh, I mean, you know, we had a, we had a very slow start um, to the season. Um, we kind of have looked there or thereabouts the last couple of years, but, you know, like a few other teams uh, have kind of come and and had a run um, and, and kind of fallen away. It, it was worrying at the start of the season that we weren't looking that good. But I think, look, in the recent, you know, in the last seven or eight rounds, they really have looked pretty impressive. They're running the ball nicely. They've got their systems working really well. Their forwards are uh, presenting. There's a lot of variety and options there. I think they're quite a hard team to match up on um, first at, was at the insane. moment. The first quarter was insane. You know, how much you can put down of that to the fact that, you know, the GWS were basically benighted by the fact they got in here late. I think, uh, it's, I think it's roughly 60 to 85%, I think. Yeah, and, you know, but, but certainly, you know, Brisbane came to play. They were at home at the Gabba. There was no GWS support there. So, obviously, those things were all going against them. And, they, you know, they've got a lot of big outs. Obviously, the Lions had Lockie Neal, uh, who is a relatively handy player, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's um, he's they good. had Cam Rayner, who's a handy player. They also have Darcy Gardner, who's a very good mm. good back out. But, uh, which we'll, I'll, I'll touch on that a bit later, about how, how big an out that actually was. Um, you know, given, uh, I think one thing that was really noticeable... After the first kind of 15, 20 minutes, we, we remarked about it in the first quarter that the, the GWS really, obviously they got onto a very slow start, but they really did turn the corner and they rested back the momentum at the end of the, of the last, uh, you know, the last bit of the last quarter and brought that into the early second quarter. But their penetration and ability to find a target in the forward 50 for the GWS, I think was really an obvious kind yeah. of No Hogan uh, to kick it to. No Hogan, no one's leading. They were bombing and hoping. And I was just kind of looking at some of the stats and looking at how inexorably, inexorably, Brisbane marched inexorably, inexorably. How how uh, they marched forward? You'd kind of think it was a really dominant game from the Lions, you know, certainly in terms of stats as well. But if you look at it, it's actually quite amazingly even. The disposal we, efficiency is we the same. We were there and thereabouts for a lot of the game. Yep. Inside 50s were noticeably better for the for the Lions, uh, and the disposal efficiency inside 50 was 61 to 49. I think that was a real big key. Um, you just seen there was no targets. Dorsal wasn't really presenting. There was no Toby Green to kind Dorsal of take was someone a bit there. Of um, Bobby was you know electrifying in 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 highlights, but you can't really hang your whole um, very small doses. forward line against you know on him. And, and apart from that, I really don't think they had a target to kick to. And so I think that was one of the reasons I did. But uh, everything apart from that, free kick 16 to 18, you know, it was very even. Clearances actually favoured the Giants 17 to 11. 
Possessions very similar. Uh, tackles, surprisingly. I thought the tackles were going to be the lie. I really thought the Lions were putting much more forward, but the tackles were 57 50 to the. To the to the, uh, the the Tangerine Dream and the one percenters were fifty one thirty nine to, to the Giants as well. So it looked like they were kind of there so or there. There was about. effort. They were putting in. Mm. The except real for the ones were marks inside 50, 15 to four. Oh. I mean that could have said, yeah. Hipwood was taking marks. Danaher wasn't. Charlie was taking marks. Um, Caden was taking Luke marks as well. Shit tons. And he was doing well. But I think what we really noticed as well was the turnovers was seventy seven to fifty nine. You know, I think the, I think the lines were far more crisp when they had it, far more uh, effective in their in their certainly their handball disposal and also their kicks. So I think I was really surprised looking at the stats how well the the the, tie, the Giants were actually in it, um, but they just weren't as crisp and and they weren't. I don't know the the, the the statistics belie how much they were kind of behind in the game. Yeah, well, like so it the game looked close in a lot of it. And I think for a fair bit of it, Giants had a fair bit of momentum and certainly sort of influence, but they couldn't make that count. No, absolutely not. Um, whereas the the Lions did for fun. What was the final score? Uh, the final score was one twenty nine sixty five. What was scoring shots? Uh, very good question. If you give me one second, sure. I'll really uh, talk a little bit more. But I, I, yeah, I do think without Jesse, they lacked that kind of forward uh, momentum scoring shots. 19-15, so what's that, 34 scoring shots to 15. Uh, so that's pretty, yeah. Any comments? Look, I look, I, I thought that, you know, the, the GWS brought a bit of baggage into the game and it was still on the carousel. I've been working on that one, yeah, by the way. Very good. I, I think it's that's... A, very that, good. That, you know, metaphorically, it's that's... Very sort of, resonant. Yeah, that sums it all up. They... It, it was just that, and as you rightly pointed out, probably, I don't know, 15, 20 times is about injuries, and, and you can't... Um, <laughs> if you're basic, it's not an excuse. No, no, it's just but, a reason. No, but there's, there, if you're in the analysis game, which we obviously in, we're not talking about excuses. Like, when, when people try to work out quantum physics, they're looking for reasons. Why do atoms act like this? And, and injuries are reasons. They're reasons. Yeah, they're they're reasons. not excuses. No, no, no. And, you know, I was looking... All day I was looking for Toby Green, couldn't find him. No. No? Didn't, and so it turned out he wasn't there. He wasn't. Injured. Yeah. Well, well that, that sort of... That cruels your chances. And so, look, they had a lot going... But what was... A, what was I, I thought there was a lot of Anzac spirit. They didn't give up. And if you have a look at the... There's a graph. Someone put a graph of something up somewhere. I don't know what it's a graph of. Um... But Sounds it, riveting. Yeah, well, it, it, it was very steep at the start and it wasn't as steep as the game went on. <laughs> and, I think that, and I think that tells well, us... Well, hang to, on to that then. The fist fuckery certainly... I think, that, I think that tells a story. It's the, the graph tells a story. Um, it, look, as far as the, the GWS is concerned, it wasn't as steep at the end. Ex- yeah. yeah. If there's one... <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Next. Hey, hey, well, just one last point. You're looking you know, through the stats. Um, we were talking the other week about when they lose, generally the midfield goes poorly, and when they win, generally the midfield goes good. And funnily enough, today, if you look at the stats, the midfield, Taranto you know, led all comers with 36 uh, touches, 143 fantasy points, uh, eight marks, six tackles. 
Ward, 32. Hopper, 31. Whitfield, 30. Cumming, 28. Ash, 26. Kelly, 26. The only two lines who got above 30 were Robinson at 30 and, and Silco at 35. And so it kind of really does illustrate that we GWS were winning the midfield. They really were winning the midfield. And they just had no one to kick it to. And also, when they were kicking it, they, they had, had no one to stop the kicks. Well, but they also had Harris Andrews, who really took a fair few uh, impressive marks. And a lot of, you know, the, the Lions defence is good. And that was without Darcy Gardner as well. But Oh, and your tallest backman's Connor Iden. Uh, or maybe Jack Buckley. Yeah, I think it just shows that, you know, uh, the midfield's solid. They're tight. They're working well. They're a very cohesive unit. But they do need to have something a bit more dynamic in the forward line if they're going to go deep. Perhaps we just had a bad day. I think it was one of those times where you can say everything was... If everything was conspiring to have a bad day, you just don't want to be led into the fact that that's an excuse. And, you know, I think as, as Bub said, we've got, to, we've got to buy now. I think the buy will be good. I think you'll get a few more... We'll get a few more hands on deck and hopefully it should be okay. But there was every reason to think this was going to be a hard game. Hopefully they didn't get that mindset in them and kind of just not turn up as much as they should have. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, I mean, so you'll be both pleased to know I didn't have this as down as chalked down as a win on the ladder predictor, where we bob around eighth for the next fucking fifteen rounds or whatever. But um, it didn't help our percentage. Well, the only thing the ladder predictor doesn't present is is percentage, and you know, without playing a game, Fremantle and Richmond have, have leapfrogged the uh, you know the Giants, yeah. and they've gone down a tenth. So that one thing the ladder predictor doesn't show is is the, the strength of the victory. Um, and they really didn't... Hopefully Port Adelaide... represent. Port Adelaide soccer to Fremantle. Yeah. But if you're going to have a shit game, it's good to have a shit game about a, against a team that was probably going to beat you anyway. I mean, in, imagine in, if you're in, going to have a shit game against Collingwood. Now, that would be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know... Uh, well, who have we got next week? Uh, Dubai. There's, right. there's a good chance we might get up in that one, or at least split it. We'll at least split it. We'll take the four points. We'll take the four <laughs> points. Yeah. Uh, move on better. Uh, no, buys good. And then after that, we have Winnables. North. Winnable. Absolutely winnable. Given if, if St Kilda can put North to the sword, you'd have to really think that's a uh, that's a very gettable game. And that is at BA. Where's BA? I think that's Blundstone Arena in Hobart. Hobart. Uh, the also only known as Bell Reeve. Oh God! The only issue. Sorry, Bell Reeve for Bell Reeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardinia Park and Bell Reeve. It's Bell Reeve Oval, sponsored by Bloodstone. It's not Bloodstone Oval, right? It's Bell Reeve Oval. Right? That's not in the suburb of Bloodstone. It's in the suburb of Bell Reeve. I don't want to harbour. Th- I don't want to labour this. No, no, no. Actually, I do no, want to no, labour. No, we're no, just no. talking out to our older. Yeah, we, yeah. we need. We, we, we sometimes we skew a bit yeah. middle aged. Like so the, you, the bloody football ground is still the bloody football ground. I don't care. It's not the bloody pub football no, ground. No, no, and it's, it's certainly not it's Tesla not, football it's ground. Not the, it's not the Winnie Gold football ground. <laughs> it is not. It's, it's the bloody football ground. Even it's though the rumor did deny the rumor that um, your grandfather provided bloody yeah. with their oval. Grandfather provided it. Father couldn't play, couldn't play football if his life depended on it. Would every Saturday morning out there with the little white marking machine and would mark out. Boundary line, ten, you know the ten yard line for the for the uh, goal square. Didn't have fifties in those days. Still don't know why they have the fifty now. Like not sponsored, not sponsored. Bloody not sponsored. He just did it for the love of the game. Anyway, 
Uh, winnable then. Winnable. So well, well look, one thing I would the only issue with Blundstone, it's a bit of a shame playing North Melbourne down there, is you look at that game, you think North Melbourne percentage booster. But unfortunately, as uh, I think Sparrow put it out quite wisely on the on the thread, yeah. uh, hard to hard to rack up a golf a cricket score. Yeah. Uh, at Blundstone, and so that will factor against us, unfortunately, which is a shame. But Obviously, we should chalk it up now. I think Cheese will probably put the house in it. Uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, Tabcorp, if you're looking for a major, major sponsor. sponsor. Uh, we had the, pod, the pod says, hi, Campbell, responsibly. After that, Carlton. Winnable. Now, yeah. that's eminently winnable. Uh, that we should, we should roll over the top of them. That's at Giant Stadium. GS Giant Stadium? Has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the Beanstalk. The at the Beanstalk uh, on a Saturday night game. Saturday night game should get a should get a TV coverage as well. <laughs> Unsponsored so far. No, I think the Giants bought it or something. Oh, Most gym, yeah. Uh, and then Hawthorne, who are dirt. winnable. They are poo. Absolute yeah. dirt. They it's just got taken to the cleaners by and the Suns. And that's the Beanstalk as well. That's right. the Beanstalk as well. So there's three very winnable games coming up. So yeah. no excuses apart from all our injuries. No excuses. No, no excuses. Yeah. Lots of injuries. Um, well, then let's move on to brighter and sunnier times because we're only doing this fortnightly now. And we did uh, have a game last week against West Coast. And Gibbo, I know that you watched forensically because when I was telling you, yeah. when I briefed you about this and I made sure you know you were fully specced. No. Um, what did you think of the Giants win against West Coast? What was the thing that re- what were the three or four things that really stood out to you? Well, look, Mummy, Mummy's just like if. If Mummy's today was the first time when Mummy's played for the team that um, that they've actually lost, and and I thought he was in brilliant form against West Coast. Uh, where do they, where do they play West Coast? I can't remember. Do you remember? Well, I, look, I think probably at that that new place in in Western Australia, or possibly the Beanstalk. I, <laughs> they remember. look look. They just they look really similar. I mean, I've been to the Beanstalk, and I thought this is a world class. Arena. Um, I mean, apart from the fact that sort of around Easter each year, you've got a couple of old Hereford bulls walking round and round in it, um, which they call a grand parade, and grand is certainly an overused word with that. Um, but Mummy was fantastic. Today, I think he really, again, I just want to put in a word for him. The bit where he was concussed on the way down and lumped all this over this guy in, in, and still got and was penalised. I just thought that was pathetic. So that was great. Um, the fact that West Coast got more points than the other team, that was terrific. That led no, no, I think Giants got more points than West Coast. What a call... Oh. See, it's having two Wests in the same... Yeah, I can imagine. It's fairly late at night, and the Jamison is... Uh, it's just... Bloody. Perfect. Is it doing a major sponsor? <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing me. Now, look, GWS... Um, they, they were good. They, they were crisp. They were they were effective. In, in inside fifties were fantastic. Um, con- converted those into look effective, and and you could hear the guy in the background going saying, "Yo, uh, Callum Ward, he's one of yours, isn't he? Callum Ward, inside fifty, effective. Someone take the mark, kicks a goal. It's the sort of thing you, you look for. As a coach, you would be sitting back thinking, "These are my boys on fire. This is what I'm looking for. This is the sort of the heart, the spirit. This sums up those." This is the Western Sydney. This is the, this is the the people who've got nothing other than GWS to look to 
for inspiration. <laughs> I'm running out of words. No, I'm running out of words here. You did really. The Jamison's quite nice. You did really well. <laughs> um, I mean, the interesting thing about the game was that the the Giants it's got a great game. The Giants got the first two goals, and then West Coast equalised, and then they went goal for 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 goal. There's a graph of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wrigley Worm. It was. It was an amazing backwards and forwards. The lead changed 13 times until the Giants eventually won it. We won it 70, no, 93 to 78, 93 to 77, 13, 15 to 11, 11. Yeah, Bobby Hill won it. Bo- yeah, Bobby, Bobby Hill, Hill won popped it. out yeah. at the end. It, um, and I mean, this is the sort of game where me as a nervous watcher, mm. the watch on replay facility in the, on the AFL website is so good. I got set myself up at 11 o'clock a couple of nights later and just went through the whole thing. So you could juxtapose that against today's game where the lead didn't change at all. No, it didn't. And oh, never looked like made it easy to Oh, that's nerve-wracking. Um, <laughs> but I, got, I picked out a, an interesting... The result it was a thoroughly fascinating contest as the Giants, led brilliantly by this latest stand-in skipper, Josh Kelly, brought the pressure while the efficient Eagles brought the skills and the slickness in a match... Coach Adam Simpson later said had a finals-like intensity and cadence, which bodes well. Uh, the two big questions facing CWS heading into this match were answered emphatically. Leadership vacuum left by Toby Green's shoulder was brilliantly filled by Josh Kelly, who had 25 touches, an equal game-high eight tackles and seven clearances, and he was going to kick the goals in the absence of Green. The answer was simple, everyone. The load was spread in, uh, evenly, so uh, Chuka got two, the Cool Can Lawn Bowler got three... Matt the Reverend Bobby Hill got to Cocaine, uh, Matt Flynn, what are we calling him? Bacon, Spreadsy, Eggsy, something like that. Kicking the first two of his career. Uh, Zach Sproul and oh, mate, Maris boy, Tom Green, who has a new nickname, I heard, that we needed to mention. Big the Sanitizer. Because he's got the cleanest Great, hands clean in hands, the AFL. Clean, very clean <laughs> so, I mean, very what's your favourite sanitizer? Is it Dead Old? Is there, I mean, Dr. Nengsy yeah, work in a hospital? Dead Old, no, dead old Aquium. Aquium is quite quite a nice uh, aroma, <laughs> right. uh, quite nice and good hand feel. No, good hand feel. It uh, it really does uh, evaporate quickly, so you can get straight back into what you're doing. Uh, some of the bodgier uh, rip-offs really just linger around on the hands. You can't put a pair of gloves on. So Aquium or, or the dead oil is the way to go. You get what you pay for. Well, I guess so. And I mean, look, he's a sanitizer, the cleanest hands in the AFL. You would give him. Aquium. You, you, if, if you had Tom Green, you'd put Aquium on his hands. I would. Aquium. If we are looking for a sponsor, I would say Aquium would be one. <laughs> Tom, if Tom Green was looking for a sponsor, I would say personal get on his back. I'll, um, I'll, set, I'll send that across to Cheese, who's our sponsor manager. For the, uh, for the win. Yeah, so, I mean, and fair play for, for Tom Green. He got a couple. Uh, Aquium. The Aquium? I think just Aquium. Aquium. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like, it's a bit like that time in the social network where Justin Timberlake, who was playing the dude from... Uh, Napster. Napster. Sean, someone? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I digress. Walks out there, lets in that last, turns around and says, not Facebook, not the Facebook, Facebook. Better. much cleaner. Much cleaner. And I think it's the same with Aquium. Not the Aquium, just... Aquium. Aquium. Yeah, yeah, nice. Simple, clean, crisp. Like the hands themselves. The orange Aquium. The orange Aquium. Yeah. That's uh, what yeah, and so, I mean, that was a, was a brilliant victory. A, there was we were really really tough. The Eagles were really really good. Their forward line is unreal, but um, we won it in the guts. We rested control. I was cutting coming back to it now and then. It was an extraordinary 
extraordinary game of football. Were you watching it? Well, funnily enough, Needles, uh, the well, I wasn't watching. I was following it very closely on the uh, on the app for the for the main reason that we were sat uh, in the <laughs> Melbourne Departure Lounge in the Ooh, fateful. It's oh, too clean. The Noosa Killing Departure Lounge, uh, waiting to come back while. Corona was spreading its noodly appendages all over the uh, the Greater Melbourne District, and so instead of watching it, uh, we just had to follow up with uh, with the updates on the AFL dot com uh, and write every point. But as I was saying uh, on the on the thread, we were there. My mate, who's uh, whose dad unfortunately passed away just two days earlier, um, and had obviously a very stressful weekend, and all he wanted to do was sit down. With his mum, uh, in memory of the old boy, get a Domino's pizza uh, and watch uh, <laughs> watch the big, big sound uh, take the game away and, and win uh, victoriously. And the last thing, the last thing that poor family needed was 13 changes of score uh, over the course of the whole of the whole game. But thankfully, as he said, you know, after the whole weekend, Bobby Hill came around and uh, and thank Christ for Bobby Hill because he really did. Salute, um, and and JJ was more than happy for the for the victory uh, and the whole Jay's family. So it was a pretty stressful time. Um, thankfully, it wasn't an eight-hour stay as it had been on the on the trip down. But um, no, it was uh, it was just as exciting on AFL.com as it was, I'm sure, watching it. Speaking of Bobby Hill, have you seen the um, the French the cheek to cheek kiss he does with Tom Green? Well, we we went to mention that, didn't we? Yeah, we got to mention. Have you it seen the Gibbo? As a man, as an older man from a different generation, have you seen the the cheek to cheek that the Bobby Hill and Tom Green do? Did you see much of the the bloody red eyes? Were they doing the no. European air kisses, or was that look? The bloody red eyes weren't into that mamby pamby sort of. Wasn't stuff. Wasn't mamby pamby? This is a mature and sensible way of celebrating a goal. Bloody red eyes. I mean, you say that. Yeah, you say that. But the bloody. It red was eyes, a different time. It was a different time. The bloody red eyes. Didn't uh, know where France was. Well, you couldn't do a French. You could not do a French kiss in the Methodist. if you were missing your five front teeth. Right. Um, and so, basically, no, we didn't. We didn't do those things. It was a bit. Look, a even in, even in bloody primary school possibles, you still didn't do it. No, just a handshake. Well done. <laughs> uh, this is what we're looking for. Cheeky bum tap. No worries. That was all there was. That were all, they, they, you know, you just look at it there. And don't get me started on people playing football with their hair in a bit of bloody plastic plastic band on the top of their head. What's that about? Anyway, anyway, that's for later on in the evening. And I just. Yeah, I may cut it, but I'll let you go on it. It's a bloody GWS thing, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, I looked at Hipwell today and I thought, God, he looks like he came straight from GWS because he had his hair in that little bun at the top. What's that about? Bloody, I mean, at least <laughs> bloody red eyes looked like men. They looked like men. Yeah, right. Right? They did, there was none of this, you know, straight out of Yves Saint Laurent. They were, they were the real deal. And I'll stand by that, and I don't care what anyone says. No, it's certainly a different, you're um, a different performance space that you're into, Gibbo. This is not the man who raised me. Anyway, um, what do you think of the French kissing? No, it's good. I love it. Yeah, it's good. No, I think it, I think there's more more of it. More kissing. More kissing. More sneaky bum taps. I reckon a ten gold badge deserves a squirrel grip. <laughs> I think maybe just a cheeky a cheeky tap on the love spot. Just a felt you know, you've done well. You know, you've, 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 you've let the boys pride, you should get that. So, 
No, look, uh, I like it's different. It's so different. It's yeah, it's Tom it's Green, good. Maris Boy, and Bobby Hill, and they give each other a cheek to cheek, and it's amazing. It's just it's Is so there implied consent. Yes, right. they, they, they find each other. That's fine. You know, it, apparently that's all right these days. It's so eclectic. It's so uh, bombastic. It's you know, it's fantastic. What, what needs anything that makes. Uh, bristle, BT in the commentary box. Yeah, bristle and Gibbo really grumpy. <laughs> Absolutely grumpy. Then the, then the AFL needs more of it. Let me just say, right? You can you can do a French kiss, but you can't do a drop kick. Well, it's not a tongue kiss when I say a French kiss. They're just doing it like that, like an air kiss. Yeah, so you can do an air kiss, but you're not allowed to do a droppy. Well, you can do a droppy, but they're just... Oh, it's frowned on, though. Lower percentage. It's frowned on. Lower percentage. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, the wrong era. I'm it, the wrong era. It was a great game, and we won. What it did do was inject us into the eight. What it also did was mean we lost Sam Taylor, who's our best backman for eight weeks, who he joins Lockie Key for the season, Phil Davis for another four weeks, um, and Sam Taylor, who's just a the Phil Davis fucking jet. The packed, the, the Phil packed Davis, the packed high. Um, yeah, and that that so that is what round are we on? What did we just finish? Ten, I think. Give Ten us eighteen early. if we're lucky. Yeah, that's a real grumpy. Disappointing, and we missed him this round. I think I think that was made yeah pretty clear this round how much of a vital linchpin Sam Taylor is, especially after when he, how many games he played. Basically thirty. Yeah, amazing. Lock him in. He, yeah. you know, he's absolutely needs, needs to be locked in. Um, getting back to Bobby Hill though, just quickly. Uh, the mark today, mark would, of the year. Would have loved a replay. I, I don't know. Tell me couldn't, about it. Couldn't tell you, mate. Couldn't yeah, tell you. Shit. I assumed it was. On first viewing, it was. But no. Um, so that was one. But also... Uh, they did actually play it about 10 minutes later. He took it over um, uh, Matt Flynn and their Ruckman. Yeah. Uh, Oxmat. Uh, the big O. The big O. The biggest O. Uh, the biggest O you've seen for quite some time. He got up. Uh, no, he's good. Uh, kicked a few goals. Was a live wire. Injected. Won the game-ish last week. Uh, so I think that's one of the... Really kind of exciting. And good to see he's wearing his jumper. Yeah, Possibilities and, and riding his jumper. So that, but I was just trying to think, apart from Bob, uh, and a decently dominant midfield, mm, many, you know, the midfield has always been GWS's... Yeah, engine room. Engine room. But the backs and the forwards is probably benighted by by injuries at the moment. And you just can't... They're struggling against a high, a tall back line and they're struggling for a forward... A forward target, so I think until we kind of get a few players back, we're going to have some issues with that. Yeah, it really looked a problem when I watched them live against the Bulldogs. We, we were bombing it into the forward line, mm. and like Brisbane, you're bombing into the forward line, and um, they were taking it away from us. But regardless, that was a win that we needed to get, mm. and we got it back then, mm. and that was very, very chirpy. But it also shows we can. Yeah. But it also shows we are contenders, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. we're certainly contenders if we get our team back, and maybe mm. this is a real... We get so many young kids who start playing good football, and even if twenty twenty one isn't isn't the year, isn't the, the orange wave, it's an excellent sort of reboot, rebuild year. A bit like the Swans did last year. Mm. We've got a lot of young kids playing excellent football. We go again, see what happens. Um, I think that's really really positive. Um, uh, I do want to mention a young man named Will Shaw, who played the week before the week before against the VFL. Uh, the Tigers won the ga- that game by 97 points. Oh, that's good. Wasn't as close as we would have hoped it would be, I no. think, for the Giants' twos. Um, but Will Shaw, youngster, kicked a goal, 14 touches, this year drafted from... 
bloody red eyes. Deniloquent. Deniloquent. Where right. are you from, Gibbo? Uh, well, I was born in the Deniloquent Hospital, as a few people here would. Where were you born? Rovers or Rams? Uh, let's say Rams. Good, good, yeah. No, we love the Rams. Yeah, Deniloquent. Yeah, Denny. Well, they would have played at the showground so, instead of the Rovers would have played out at the football ground. So, Will Shaw is actually my new favourite player. All right. Purely yeah. on provenance. Yep. Um, and the big seek well, is sort of my footballing favourite player. Yeah. Deniloquent's produced some amazing sports people. Well, yes. Roy Higgins. Uh, he was a very good jock, jockey. Jockey, yeah, jockey. That was That's good. what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, um, synchronized swimmer was my yeah. next guess. Adam Gilchrist, he was at Donnell. <coughs> Simon O'Donnell. Yeah. Simon O'Donnell. Simon O'Donnell. What's yeah. his face? The jump, the guy who jumped, Laurie Harper. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, who's who course. did the mark? Yeah, the Jesus. mark. I'll cut this out and I'll say Leo Barry. Leo Barry. Oh, Leo Barry. Yes, yeah, Leo Barry. Yeah. Leo Barry yeah. star. Danny Boy. Danny Boy. Um, yeah, it's. It's a bit like the Giants and Eloquent. It promises a lot and delivers occasionally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's building, building yeah. for the future. Building for the future. And once yeah. we get a bit more rice in the th- a bit more rice in the fields and less oh, carp in the totally less carp um, in the Malwala Canal, we'll be right. But but if he comes from Deniloquin, his um, his prominence is is undoubted. Yeah. I, I think he's got a huge career. Huge approach. future. Huge Absolutely. future. And uh, yeah, because again, it's that it, if. Out there, it's tough. It's it's oh. sort of the western suburbs of the Western Riverina. It's a bit, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. You'd and three, you know, three men who live in uh, you know suburban Canberra or the inner western city, but proud sons of the soil. But <laughs> 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 we've never <laughs> forgotten, never <laughs> forgotten our roots. That's right. You know, right. the cowboy boots that we walk. Yeah. I always, do you know I always keep dirt exactly from from the old farm in my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Exactly, and it it, uh, it certainly helps your own uh, self-image. It does. Yeah, it does really helps with conversations that you Is have. Is he any good? Will Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Early days. Goal early early right. Well, he yeah. got fourteen touches in the ninety-seven point blurtings, so and a goal. That's fantastic. Might have been the oh, did he, boy. Yeah. Anyway, so um, shout out to Will Shaw. Love your work. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, that probably brings us to the end. Very positive. Mm. Shout out for Cosy for catching for one of the, for one of the great oh, marks. Shit, yeah. yeah. Cosy. That is an excellent way of phrasing it. Shout out to Coco for one of the great marks of 2021 catching... Catching a bebe. Catching, catching a bebe. bebe. Like Bobby Hill bestride, bestride Oscar Mc, Mc, McInerney. Catching uh, his Cosy, the newest squintlet in the back of a Buick. In the yeah. back of a Buick in Nashville, I'd like to think. Not Nashville. Not Nashville. Suburban Philadelphia. Suburban Philadelphia. <laughs> City of brotherly love on the, on the, the, on the side of the autobahn, not the autobahn, the, town of King of the turnpike, on the turnpike. side of the turnpike, yeah. um, and said, yeah, at the time was it, it was, he hung under the, uh, the high ball, the time said no, and he took, a, he took one and delivered the latest squintlet and good on him. Yeah, yeah that is true. Um, here's, here's Coco. We have been a particularly fecund and fertile bunch since we started the pod. We've had another baby, Opal. Um, Coco caught her in the car on the way to the hospital. Uh, both mum and Squintlet are doing absolutely well. I understand that Cheese is posting the eight times signed Giants jumpsuit out to Philadelphia. Was that purely to as avoid having to pay the exorbitant costs of American med- uh, medicine, or was it that's just how it transcribed? Whatever it was, it was Scott Morrison's fault, and you shouldn't be kissing people. 
especially yeah, the vaccination program. Probably it was probably the vaccination problem. And he got that in order. That wouldn't have happened. Can I just say, I think it was fabulous that Coco's decided that Steve Cornelio can be the godfather of the child as well. I think that is really committing to the cause. Um, and I'd love to see Steve at the at the christening. I think that'd be fantastic at the baptism. Here, here. Well, he's got time. Time enough if good enough. Um, well, that's. I think that that can be a wrap. You know, everyone's finished their whiskey. Or some of us threw out their whiskey and moved on to the wine. It's very watery after that. Oh, oh really? 14 gallons. We could go back. thought we, it took the edge off it. We could go back to the beachy. We could go back to the beachy. That could be a... Shout out to the beachy. That's <laughs> yeah, a good... I'm just going to... What a venue. Bloody hell. Anyway, any more for any more. Gibbo, thanks no, very much, was, mate. You've been amazing. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to be here. And, and if this is it, it was wonderful. Yeah, what a caveo. <laughs> a caveo appearance, exactly. Uh, Dr. Nangs, you know, good luck with your alter ego, the Brisbane supporting Dr. Nangs. But as your giants, Dr. Nangs, I hope we have a goodbye. We'll see you in Hobart. Never surrender. Never surrender. Do not surrender. Never surrender. Sorry. No, I'm trying to just be smart there. My apologies. Hardest working player. Maybe Caniglio. And Caniglio said uh, 13.